1: Thank you for staying with us uh, here on AM Live on SAFM. And it's time now for the Forum at 8. This morning we explore the inspirational story of Tembi Maloni Tichawa, who is from Cameroon and has worked his way up from being a car guard to becoming a senior lecturer at the Walter Sisulu University in the Eastern Cape. Now, I believe that, you know, whether you're somebody who is in a successful position, and you're stuck in a rut, or even if you're just down on your luck and hoping for, you know, some inspiration, we all love a good story that helps us to move from the place that we are. Remember that old saying, you're not a tree. So you can move. Whatever your situation is, you can change it if you so desire. And Mr. Tichawa, you are one of those people who really, really just warms the cockles of people's hearts with this very inspirational story. Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
2: Thank you very much. Um, Good morning and good morning to all the listeners.
1: Now, let's start by tracking your story back to Cameroon. Where were you born? Where did it all start for you?
2: Well, I was born in the northwest province of Cameroon in a very small town called Bengui, which is uh, uh, actually uh, a very small uh, 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 town, and born into a family of uh, of eight, and I'm the, the, uh, the fifth in the family. And that is where I grew up, and... Uh, had to uh, went through my primary and um, education, uh, primary and secondary education as well as uh, matriculated.
1: Um, and when did you decide to come to South Africa, and why?
2: Um, I decided to come to South Africa in 1997, uh, at the end of 1997. Obviously, my my dream was to to become someone great. You know, when when we see it, uh, there is no lie. When you look at um, uh, the economies of West Africa, at that point in time, things were not going as well as they're supposed to be. Every young uh, 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 man or every young woman wants a better life. and uh, At that point in time, I was exploring the opportunities where to go and, and study and become someone great. And at that point, uh, I saw South Africa as an alternative, and uh, I eventually uh, made my way into South Africa in 1997, at the end of um, December 1997.
1: Now, when you came to South Africa, did you know where you were going? Uh, was there anybody you were going to meet up with, or how did that no. come about?
0: That
2: I, I had no... I left Cameroon into South Africa knowing absolutely no one. I was just a 20-year-old uh, guy. I, I had never traveled before. Um, I had no experience in travel. I didn't even know where I was going to and um, how um, um, things were going to pan out. All I believed in was that... Um, things were going to be better, and I came into, into, into Johannesburg. When I landed in Johannesburg, then reality uh, struck me that I was in an area where I absolutely knew no one, and uh, I eventually had to track where other Cameroonians um, um, are based, and uh, uh, I made my way to Cape Town, and I was lucky to meet uh, a Cameroonian guy who was also struggling and, and, and willing to, to take me under his, his wings.
1: So you made your way to Cape Town, and when you got there, where did you stay? How did you survive?
2: I remember, teaching, I remember taking a train from, from Langa, which was where the, 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 the bus that had brought me was there, to to observatory. Someone had just described me to observatory, and that's where um, I have a train station in observatory. I came out and, and, and I started looking for this guy because I was told he was living in that area. And luckily I found him going out and I, I and he immediately recognized me because the way I was dressed. Um obviously I still had a, a, a few uh uh Cameroonian regalia on me that, that is unique to Cameroon and he was able to identify who I was. And uh that is how um uh, we just uh, I introduced myself to him and I explained what my situation was. Haven't been on the road for days um, and not knowing anyone. And he was, he was kind enough to, to say, look, I don't have a place also, but you can stay around with me and stay with, the, with some people around the corner and, and just wait for me when I go out and come back and then we'll have a chat. And we sat there, I sat there waiting for him. And when he eventually came and uh, uh, he started asking me why I had come into South Africa and we started discussing. And, and that's where we, where we, where my life basically took off from there.
1: And in terms of uh, work, what did you do on a day-to-day basis while you were in Cape Town?
2: Well, a uh, reality sh- shocked me when I got here, knowing, not knowing uh, you know processes and procedure. You know, uh, being naive, um, um, I did not know uh, that you even have to look for the job with the CV and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I, I went around looking for work from place to place, but nothing was coming. And the, one month became two, and eventually. Uh, things were so difficult. I was sleeping on the ground. Um, I decided to eventually uh, start doing car gardening because that's for that you don't really need any any, any qualification to to to, to mm. actually start that. So I, I became a car gardener, uh, going from place to place, sometimes assisting in uh, 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 putting groceries into the cars and all whatnot, that could make some small money for a living and. And I had to do that for quite a bit and that's where um I I realized things were going to be very, very difficult.
3: Mm.
2: I tried I tried approaching um you know, several universities uh, thinking I would be able to rather go to school, but I just had no clue how expensive higher education was. It it, it it put me off a little at that point but I was still determined. But my priority at that time was to try as much as possible to to have um a stable environment to live in first and and then try to save up some money and map of my future education uh, took a back burner at that point in time because of the, the situation i found myself in
1: now as a car guard what was that experience like because i think of people and the way they respond, their reactions to car guards. You know, some people will be generous, others not as generous, and others simply won't give at all. What was that experience like?
2: It, it can it can be very difficult, and I'm, I must say it's 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 can kind be of degrading as well because sometimes you are being perceived to be maybe a, a beggar, or you are being perceived sometimes to be somebody who's lazy. Or you have that you're being perceived as uh, even, even a thief, especially if you're not well dressed properly. Some people look at you, uh, uh, degradingly. It's quite very difficult. But, um, there are those people who also understand that, um, these are people who just want to make a meaningful living and they want to contribute rather than, um, um engaging in crime or, or stealing and, and causing, uh, you know, criminality. Hmm. Um, uh, there are those people who will who will appreciate very much what it is that you do, and the little change that they will they will give you makes a whole a whole difference. Some of these guys really are genuinely genuinely uh, 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 doing a job.
1: And how did you how did it make you feel when you know someone comes up, you show them to a space, you help them park, they come and they get out, you help them pull out, and they just don't tip you at all. They just leave. How did that make you feel?
2: Uh, at the beginning, um, it, 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 it's, it's difficult. Um, it, it's, uh, sometimes you do get a little bit upset. Sometimes you get a little bit, uh, you ask questions why. Being an immigrant um, uh, from Cameroon and know, knowing that I had to survive, what what my attitude, and I was brought up in a way that uh, you just, uh, my father uh, or my parents used to, to, to say, you know, uh, for you to be the best, you must start from somewhere and always do it with a smile and and. and never ever do half a job. If you're doing a job, it must be a job that you are committed in. Whatever it is that you do, do it with a smile and do it to the best of your ability. And I just started smiling, and I would take it just the way it is. If um, someone comes and, and, and feels that they want to recognize the fact that I provided a service, it was okay. Those who did not, it was still okay. I would smile and move on. Um, mm. And uh, that that was the strategy for me.
1: And how much did you make roughly per day?
2: <laughs> I can't remember for a long time ago, but um, I mean, some time was paltry. I mean, you could leave with ten, eleven rand a day in 1997. Sometimes, on a very good day, you could make up to thirty rand. Yeah, those those generous people who would give you ten rand, which which was very rare. You now,
1: if, if, if you're making that sort of money and you have to live off that, how does that happen and still afford you at the same time the opportunity to save up to go and study?
2: Um, I, yeah, the saving up part to go and study, actually, um, that, 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 the, the driving only provided me with an opportunity to have to set a base. You, know? you don't have a choice. Uh, when, when you are an immigrant in this country, when you come, um, one thing I'm sure you must have, maybe read in the papers or through academic articles uh, uh, from people who are specialized in, in how um, immigrants, when they move into country, how they, they, they survive it. We, you, you find a way to, to, to stay with other uh, 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 country counterparts. So we're basically leaving so many of us in one particular place. You know, you overcrowd the space so that you don't have to pay that much in terms of rental. And then you can save up a little. You cannot just afford to pay a room on your own at that on that type of of money. If you want to save up and really do something, you're going to have to manage. I mean, there was a particular time I remember uh, when when I was eventually staying sometime in warmer stayed in Cape Town. We had a community we were staying in of up close to about 18 to 20 of us, and there was that was the only way. 18 to
1: 20 in one
4: room?
2: Not in one room, uh, but it was like uh, it was about a three or four bedroom. Of, and, and it's true, it, does ha- it's, 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 it was the only way we could survive. Um, we had to share uh, because, um, you know, uh, uh, that was the only way to save up money. If you really want to become uh, someone better, you have to, to really, uh, uh, for us, that was the only way we saw. Eventually, things became better, obviously, uh, because I did pick up a job. I was offered a job as a security guard at a hotel, and, and, and obviously things pick up better at uh, uh, picked up from there and, and, we're able to, to then, uh, 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 move up a little from, from, from the car that, uh,
1: well, we're speaking to Tembi Maloney Tichawa, who uh, worked his way up from being a car guard to a senior lecturer at the Walter Sisulu University on the forum at 8 this morning. And, of course, we invite you uh, to participate in this discussion. You can SMS 34701 or you can call us on 0891 SMSes, and, of course, Facebook and Twitter. You can send those to AM Live on SAFM.
4: The following party election broadcast is brought to you in terms of the ECASA regulations governing the election period. The views expressed in this party election broadcast are those of the political party and not those of the SABC.
5: On behalf of the APC, I urge all South Africans of goodwill to vote APC on 7th May 2014. Over the years, the APC has proven itself to be a party that cares about the welfare of the people. We have taken up issues that affect our people in the rural areas, informal settlements, farming areas, etc. The APC has served our country well, seeking accountability for the public's funds through our chairpersonship of SCOPA in Parliament. A vote for the APC is a vote for transparency and accountability. The APC wants to fight poverty, unemployment, and inequality by transforming the economy to serve all our people. Build a government that can deliver services, secure lives, and property. Improve the quality of education and health care. Prioritise the development of rural areas and improve agriculture. We want a future for everyone. Let your vote work for you. Vote APC.
4: This party election broadcast was brought to you in terms of the ICASA regulations governing the election period. The views expressed in this party election broadcast are those of the political party and not those of the SABC.
0: The Forum at 8. On SAFM.
1: We continue discussing this very inspirational story of Tembi Maloney Tichawa uh, this morning on the Forum at 8. He, of course, was a car guard, then got a job as a security officer at a hotel and uh, made his way to study and became senior lecturer at the Walter Sisulu University as we speak to him this morning. Now, Mr. Tichawa, as... Uh, you approached the first anniversary, or is it on that day you suddenly ha- got bad news from back home? Talk to us about that.
2: Yeah, ninth of December nineteen uh, ninety-eight. Exactly one year when I when I got into the country, bad news came. Uh, I lost my mother, who, whom we were very very close. Um, I'm sure um, uh, many people, especially with males, you know, they, they they're very very close to to, them, to mommy. Mommy passed away then, and my life came down crumbling because part of the reason I had left Cameroon was to want to become better, want to become somebody great, that I can take care of her and give her the best in life. And part of my dream crumbled, and at that point in time, I just had to put everything on hold. I wasn't myself. I could not concentrate. I felt that uh, there was no need to even um, study further, and I lost my way a little bit um, in in, in that year because um, it was very difficult to accept. And I never had the opportunity to travel home. I did not have the means to travel home, to go uh, to attend the funeral. It was a very painful and and disturbing time indeed. Um, But, uh, yeah, life had to go on because... um, after a while, I felt that you know, to actually honor her memory, I can actually do something back and become someone. And I'm sure uh, uh, being a, a faithful and devoted Christian um, should be sitting up there and watching and smiling and saying, "Your son is doing great." So that, that at a particular point in time, I, I realized I had to I had to move on and I had to to do that swiftly.
1: As South Africa, we have that unfortunate blot on the pages of our history book of those xenophobic attacks that occurred some years ago. Have you experienced any negative attitudes and behaviors towards you from South Africans based on your being an immigrant?
2: Yes, if, if I would say that I haven't, then it wouldn't be true, um, having stayed here for 16 years um it, it 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 can be very difficult uh being a foreigner especially in the workplace and um you know i I have experienced it from time to time uh, given that uh, sometimes you are being perceived as you are coming to take my job and especially if you've done a job so well and you are recommended you get those comments like um some 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 comments that uh will make you will remind you that you you do not belong here. So um, yes, I have on some occasions, um, especially in, 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 in when I was working in informally in the informal sector, you, you you compete, you know, for those type of jobs with with, with those uh, uh, South Africans as well who who actually struggle to actually also make a living. That is a reality. You do compete at that level, and when when you compete with them, it becomes sometimes very very aggressive because uh, then they perceive you as you're not even supposed to be here. You foreigner. You get all those type of. You, you are reminded.
6: Mm.
4: Um,
2: um, you are reminded that this you are a foreigner in, 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 in South Africa, and and it sometimes it can hurt, but it's a reality.
4: On that
1: point, I'd like to bring in Stuart James, who's director at IntegrateImmigration.com. Now, uh, Stuart, thanks for joining us. But how do we as South Africans, how can we make our environment and our country more conducive for foreigners coming in?
0: Morning to you. Morning to uh, Mr. T'Chowa and uh, the listeners. That's a a very hard question to start with. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, Um,
1: we we will try not to make it too hard going forward.
0: (laughs) um, I I think, you know what, it's it's a very inspiring story and and there's lots and lots of lessons to be learned from that particular story. Um, I think probably the best place I can start is, and it's, uh, I put it down to uh, an American comedian, but not quite use his words. He said that some people are citizens just through birth. Others go through very arduous journeys to, to come to a country. Um, they can bring ambition with them, um, hard work with them, um, and skills as well. And that's, this is a perfect example of that. And the story also shows us that, unfortunately, the, the, the hurdles that had to be gone through in order to achieve the position, and congratulations as the senior lecturer, um, is unreal. Mm-hmm. Who, who amongst us would want to be a, a car guard um, through choice, um, share accommodation with 20 other people? It's an incredible story. In terms of how we make it easier, I think uh, we boil down to the two things, the legislation itself, and I think the other area as well is that actually it's, it's one thing providing a, an asylum seekers permit, for example, or refugee status, it's another thing, actually helping people to settle into the country,
1: and that in itself is proving quite difficult, Stuart. I mean, if we look at what is happening, uh, where people try and start up businesses, uh, and you look at uh, what's happening in the townships, and these businesses are set alight, they looted. You know, people are driven yeah. away from this little livelihood that they're trying to eke out. How? What needs to happen? you know, in our psyche, or what sort of education are we in need of as South Africans in order to make that transition to accepting that we will always have other people coming into our borders and our spaces?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, throughout history, I mean, we've only got to look at the United States, for example, Canada, I mean, they were countries that were actually built on immigrants, and I, I think um, in South Africa's case, it's, it's also, it's, uh, there's two aspects to it. I mean, number one is that Im- immigrants do bring skills with them. They do bring a determination with them. Um, and the second part is the historical fact where, you know, under the apartheid era, um, that our African neighbors um, actually were the biggest supporters to, to gain freedom and democracy for us. So one can also argue that the, the, there's a debt owing.
1: Mm. and um I also want to encourage everybody else to call in uh, right now if you'd like to participate in this particular discussion you can call us on 0891104208 or you can SMS us to uh, 34701 alternatively you can uh, tweet or Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. And just looking at some of the tweets coming through, uh, Keta Dlamini says, so inspirational, background, environment, and, uh, and associates can shape your life. I'm so humbled and encouraged. And, uh, Peter Kwabeni says, uh, Tichawa is a true motivator. He is the definition of what a hard worker is and uh, we'll be taking Haley and other calls when we come back uh, because we are coming up now to half past 8 and we have to take the news with Vibhakti Chetty but continuing after this
0: The Forum at 8 on SAFM
1: Thanks for staying with us if you've been enjoying the very inspirational story of our guest this morning on the Forum at 8, that is Tembi Maloni Tichawa. Tembi came to South Africa, started out as a car guard and later managed to land himself a job as a security guard in Cape Town and paid for his studies and today he is a senior lecturer at the Walter Sisulu University. We also have with us Stuart James, who's done Director, integrateandimmigration.com, and he's talking to us about some of the challenges that foreigners face in South Africa. We'd love to hear from you. What are your views on uh, uh, Tembi's story and also just about uh, how we as South Africans treat foreigners when they come into our countries. What do you think can be done to facilitate uh, their integration into society and if you'd like to share any other stories or anecdotes or have any words for uh, Tembi we'd love to take those as well. The numbers uh, you can dial are 0891 You can also SMS uh, 34701 or if you'd like to Facebook or tweet, it's AM Live on SAFM. Let's go to the lines and speak to Haley, who is in Joburg. Good morning, Haley.
6: Hi, good morning, ma'am, and a good morning, South Africa. Welcome. It's great. Yeah, it's a very touching story. I'm the refugee migrant from Ethiopia. I think we arrived in the same year when when we are here, when we say it. What's happening, uh, it's very challenging. It's become a migrant or refugee in this country. Uh, First of all, it's congratulations to my brother, Mr. Tichawa. What I will say, when you leave home, you leave your comfort zone, and you enter into challenge zone. What I say always to my fellow brothers and sisters of uh, young South Africans, when they ask about your success, how did you become like this? Uh, we enter into the challenge zone. The challenge makes you to be a great person. If you know a, a scientist, Albert Einstein, history, he's a great scientist. He's a migrant as well. What I would like to say, uh, when you become a refugee, uh, I've been the same thing I've done. I've been security in Cape Town. I was working in security guard. I worked in a restaurant. I also worked in a car guard. I have a lot of respect. Those people, whenever I see, when I drive at every parking bay, when I see them, I always challenge them. I was doing the same job. When I see security, remember, I'm running business. I was doing the same security, business, security job before. Guys, don't give up. Mm. What I want to say, in Africa, uh, there's a lot of successful business, there's successful talent. If you... Navigate if you get like Mr. Tichawa, it would be a great a symbol and a great uh, what you call an uh, icon for the other young people who live in this mm. country. Mm. So, when you live with your family, you are totally in a comfort zone. You don't have, if your family chases you away, you go to your uncle, your relatives, you're going to eat there, you're going to sleep there. But imagine when you are forced with your natural situation of the basic need. You need the housing, you need the shelter, you need the food, you need the clothes. You have to work very hard in the strong, so that it will push you up. It will shoot you up into the skyrocket. Today, I'm great and thankful for a God. Let me tell you, I tried to leave many times, more than 12 times South Africa. And I was about to enter into the plane. I was arrested. Then the time of that day, I decided myself... If you bring the American or European passport from now on, I'm not going to migrate anymore. I stay in this country. God, if you want to bless me, bless me here.
1: Okay. God bless me here right now. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, Hailey. Let's hear from Marcia in Umtata. Good morning, Marcia. Good morning, uh,
4: Miss Kamodo. It's Martha, Martha, M-A-R-T-A-J, Martha, Martha. Mm. in Umtata.
1: Martha, I shall remember you because I'm grateful that it's the second time you've called in this week.
4: I'm a regular caller from Okay, let's not waste time. Firstly I want to congratulate Mr Chitawa and he's certain an explanation. Secondly you are so honest about this. Uh, so called, what, what is it xenophobia, whatever. Mm. And secondly, I've met so many people come from Africa, West Africa, in Cape Town, whatever and they, they are the most respectful. You go to a restaurant, you go to a, a, this taste of foods, spices so on, you find them. There are so many, and they are the most respectful. But lastly, I, I wish you could be a motivational speaker. And before I say lastly, I wish you could. <laughs> you would not forget where he's coming from. Even when he's become a professor in a foreign land, he would not forget where he's coming from. And then luckily he's come on I'd like to know, how was he welcomed amongst the other land at Walters at Walter Sulu University? And especially because he was a foreigner. How does he find life? Thank you very much. No, 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 no. Before you show. run,
1: uh, what is your surname, Martha? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yes, <laughs> Masa is my real name. I've never done this, but I'll tell you. I'm Masa. My second name is Dinky. D-I-N-K-I-E. And then my last name, ooh, I wonder if you'll be able to pronounce it, is Abangana. <laughs> it starts with a click. C-A-B-A-N-G-A-N-A. Sabangana, are you happy now? Sabangana. Yes, I've never so done So I can also name.
1: call I've you finished. Miss Sabangana. Because you're calling me Miss Kamwendo.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, thank you again? so much. What's the first name? Ka- come?
1: Sakina Kamwendo. Oh, oh
4: I'm Martha Gee. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Thank you, thank you very that. much. You. That's Bye. Martha, regular caller here on the show. Ronnie in Port Elizabeth. Good morning.
7: Hello, good morning.
1: Morning, Ronnie. Morning.
7: Yes, um, I would like to speak to Timmy and also to the listeners. Um, I'm also from Cameroon. I'm a medical doctor in uh, in Port Elizabeth, and I would like to say that his story is very inspiring. Um, I also came in South came in South Africa in 1997, and now I'm working in the township of KwaZakeni. And I would just like to say that in my daily practice, I'm working for the public service, I try to. Um, instilled to the youth because I work mainly with the youth also. Every Tuesday, I try to give them hope. You know, because when you move from one place to another, the main thing that you can bring is that you can bring some kind of experience that you had before. So I have sessions with the youth and I try to tell them that they must always keep hope and that they must sometimes take you from the foreigners that have seen coming here for instance, who came with virtually nothing, and then who tried to build on their lives. Okay. And, and really The contribution that I think that I can give here, and then also for us foreigners, when we are here, the issue of integration, one way of doing that is to learn the language. And in that respect, I must say that by being proficient, it is closer. It made life to, to be so much, much easier to be able to understand and to work with people that you are supposed to be serving, so I really have to say congratulations to Timi, and um, yeah, and that is really an inspiring story for all of us and uh, for 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 the youth also of the country. Thank you so much, Ronnie. Thanks,
1: Amo. So uh, let's speak to Toba in Pumalanga. Good morning, Toba. Good
2: morning, Sakina. How are you?
1: I'm very well. Thanks, and you?
2: I'm fine, Sakina. Hey, Sakina. Um, Firstly, I like to greet my brother. there. He's is he listening,
1: man? Mr. Tichawa? How are
2: you saying? Oh, Doctor doc, 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 Tichawa. Thank you. <laughs> I I'm I'm, I'm, I'm fine too, man. And actually, Sakina, there was the same, same actually story that uh, happened uh, uh, in I was at university. There was a guy also. He experienced similar uh, actually uh, uh, story like this guy. He was a car and then all of a sudden he became a civil engineer we were in the same class he was from DRC mm. so it it is actually a good story to tell to be honest Sakina I'm
1: that's glad
2: what that's what I want. I just want to
6: say Sakina thank you
1: thank you for sharing that with us uh, Toba Patrick you're in Vidbank uh, well Mpumalanga is coming through this morning
6: yes yes Sakina how are you well and you very good Sakina those two things from my side Firstly, congratulations. I think this just confirms what is, uh, has been already said most of the time. We, we always hear about the, 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 the human potential. Mm. And I think this is a true story that actually bears confirmation today, that uh, there's nothing that can stop human potential. And just the two last things. One thing that I'm actually interested in, I just want to find out from Mr. Chichao, in those dark moments, was he reading some self-help books, or this was just purely his his human spirit, human spirit triumph?
3: Okay.
1: Thank you so much, Patrick. And um, if I can just run through a few SMSs as well before we take responses. Uh, this one from Fano Ngobo out in Cape Town says, if every South African, black, Africans in particular, could learn something from this telling narrative, we would go very far. And then Lucky Mashele says, what a great inspirational story to tell. Through dedication, nothing is impossible. Congratulations. Mark says, we must help these refugees progress from car guarding to becoming executives, building up their own countries. And Maria says, "Hello, Tembe. My son sent me an eat, Tembe, let me, uh, Doctor Tichawa, let me come back to you there, um, and, and just get some response to what people have been saying.
2: Wow, very touching, and thank you to everyone for such wonderful. Uh, uh, I'm humbled. I'm basically I'm humbled." Yeah, there are a few few questions, and I I agree with what a lot of the callers and, and and some of the SMS that have come through in relation to either comments or questions. I I fully agree, and I feel that um, uh, they are they are correct. Uh, firstly, if I may just start with the last question with regards to whether I was reading books and yeah, and what all was what, your not, inspiration? It, my it, it's 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 always been to um uh, to be to be a, a someone better. My inspiration uh, was, was that I had to be the best that I can be. When I worked in the hotel, I saw people, I met business people, I met successful, successful people. It was at a hotel that I met Nelson Mandela, Oprah Winfrey. And when you see such people, um, um, uh, when they walk in and you see how, 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 uh, you, you see how amazing and humble they are, you, you draw inspiration from it. Um, to say that I, I read books, I really didn't. My, my I had a purpose. And uh, uh, I, I, I also persevered. And I was also sure of where I, I was going and what I wanted to become. And um, irrespective of the hardships, I said to myself, I am going to make it. And I never allowed any obstacles to become any hindrance to what it is that I was going to do.
1: Mm. And uh, then there were questions. Uh, Hailey and Martha were talking about um, the motivation as well. But also, do you go back to speak to other car guards and try to motivate them out of their particular situations?
7: Yeah. Um.
2: Obviously, mm-hmm. um, um. I'm based in, in in the Eastern Cape. um am at uh, in, in East London. Miss Martha, not in Mpata. Um, (laughs) I I, I do speak to to, to them, and not only them, but students as well. I I think one thing we must must also get is is to everyone. Um, Those who are really struggling down there, either as a car guard or as a security guard or or, um, actually uh, 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 having a very low pay job, they need motivation. We need to constantly motivate them because I personally believe that Every individual was born with a talent. You just need to find that talent and you'll become better.
1: Mm. Indeed. And I just want to read a few more of the messages coming through for you. Uh, Stay in KZN says, Sakina, this is very moving, interesting and a motivating story. What can I say? Poverty seems to be an African thing. However, it is such a good teacher. And then someone else says, I'm a car guard from the DRC. I have business administration degree and good in mathematics. But if I go looking for a job, they always ask me for my green ID. So a question that perhaps we could put to Stuart. And uh, then Tumelo Morue says, Amazing, very inspiring, and his humility is humbling. Yolanda TLA says, it truly matters not where you come from, but rather where the tenacity of the human spirit, fueled with determination, will land one. Mukena Daniel says, Bravo, your hard work is an encouragement to others who are hopeless. And Manta Sitole says, That gentleman's story has just rattled my cage. We are so resourced and privileged in South Africa, but we don't take advantage of those opportunities but let me start uh, with uh, Stuart James and just ask uh, this SMS that we received about y- people working themselves into good positions, getting good educations, administration degree and good in mathematics and yet he's asked for a green ID book how do you respond to that? Um, Mr. James? Okay, we seem to be having a little problem getting in touch with him there. But uh, in the meantime, Dr. Tichawa, many inspirational messages coming through for you, but also calls coming through. So let's go back to the lines and speak to Ali in Pretoria. Good morning, Ali.
7: Okay. Hello. Um,
1: Good morning. Can you hear us now?
7: Yes, can I hear you?
1: Yes, we can hear you too. Uh, You wanted to uh, speak to Dr. Tichawa? Yes please go ahead um
4: I, I just wanted to, 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 to tell him that uh, this man is such a good uh, inspiration more especially to young ones uh, hopeless uh, those who who use it in a situation of the family saying my family can't take me uh, for further school so that is such an, uh, a good uh, a good uh, inspiration to that guy to say, uh, if you don't have it, uh, if, if you never have it, an advantage of failing your your studies, you should at least not be hopeless. You have to do something, as very same way that uh, this gentleman did. So, I'll say I'm so grateful about this man.
1: Thank you very much. And let's speak to Lorato in Kempton Park. Good morning.
6: Sakina, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. And, and to the good doctor
2: there, I, I must tell you this is an exceptionally inspiring story, Sakina. Uh, and and I, I wish to respond more to the question that you asked. And I think it's a very pertinent question about integration: how, as South Africans, we can help uh, immigrants to to be better integrated into our, our wider community. Mm. I imagine, as as someone who who hailed from a francophone uh, country, it may have been even tougher for him because he may have been speaking more French than speaking English. So, and and he arrived in South Africa where uh, we we have ten other eleven official languages other than than English. Over and above that, we don't we don't speak uh, uh, what's this we don't speak French. French. So, for me, it's, it's, it's more to to people like him or more the immigrants. Uh, more than what we can do as South Africans. I think like the the, the one Dr. said earlier, learn the the local language because Mm. that helps you to communicate because if you can't communicate, it's going to be tougher. But secondly, I think, and and most importantly, it's it's for foreigners as well to acquaint themselves with uh, some of the the, the most important but yet basic things. For instance, what is the minimum living wage? Because you see, one of the things that we, we are then opening them up to is exploitation where somebody who would be paid, or ordinarily there would be a minimum wage set for domestic servants, for instance, but then we want to pay foreigners less. But if they knew, for instance, how much the minimum living wage for a, a, a domestic worker is, they are then able to to almost liberate themselves and, and know, this is how much I would ask for. So not just settling for the, a, a meager amount because I think one of the things that we do terribly, South Africans, is that we think that foreigners are equal to cheap, cheap labor mm. and therefore we, it's easy for us to exploit them. And that is the one thing that I think as South Africans we need to learn that these people can do the jobs uh, more often than not. Therefore, we should comply as if you were employing someone who's a local or, or who's South African.
1: Thank you very much for that contribution, Lorato. Uh, Max Naidoo on Twitter says, Well done to your guest. It's a great tribute to South Africans for creating the space and opportunities. But let's just take Jonathan in Midrand before we get back to the panel. Good morning, Jonathan.
3: Good morning, Fakina, and good morning to the doctor. Zakina, I'm originally from the DRC and I came to South Africa just two years after the doctor. Uh, I also have, I have a good story to tell and I really am encouraged by what the doctor is saying. Zakina, when I came, uh, unlikely some of the people, I came with an equivalent of what is a BCOM degree uh, from the, the University of Kinshasa. But when I get here with reality, just to cut the long story short, I was even to the level of looking and finding for a security job. But instead, I was even brought to a lower level of being a gardener. The guy who came to tell me that the boss somewhere is looking for a gardener encouraged me to go for this position. I said to him that I don't have a problem going, but the thing is I have no idea what to do as a gardener. But he Captain encourage me, but I end up taking up this job. but as we're speaking Sakina, for the past four years, I worked on a project, an outstanding project in the city of Johannesburg, where I managed, and I managed to employ. 12 South African with the medical aid, 85% of medical aid with Discovery and Provident Fund and I'm in mean the corporate, um world well today. So mm-hmm. it's really, really encouraging. I always say that the victory doesn't belong to the strongest but to those that don't give up. Thanks
1: a lot. Thank you so, so much for sharing that with us, Jonathan. really is a good story that you have to tell there. Now, um, Mr. James, let me come back to you with that earlier question uh, from one of the SMSs that we received. From a car guard, he says he's from the DRC, has a business administration degree, very good in mathematics, and unfortunately he cannot land a job because he's constantly asked for a green ID book.
0: Yeah, this is a very, um, unfortunately, familiar story. And I think we, we boil back down to the legislation here. I mean, as we sit here at the moment, um, we've got the special dispensation permits for the Zimbabweans. Um, we've no new legislation announced in terms of that. Um, normal immigration legislation. There are thousands of people at this moment in limbo as we still don't have the new implementation date for the new regulations. And I think the DHA has has got to look at this and it's got to do more. We've heard two stories, at least two stories this morning, um, where where immigrants have come into the country and they've added huge value to South Africa. And I think it boils down to that support scenario whereby we're not identifying and helping those people who have got skills that we do desperately need. Um uh, we, we we're obviously on this programme this morning and we're now sat in a situation where um, our friend from Cameroon is now helping to educate hundreds, if not thousands of South Africans to a better future. We've heard of a story once again now, um, where a, a foreigner coming into South Africa has created jobs. Mm. Well, good news for us. But the, the reality is the system at the moment, um, it does not cater very well, very efficiently. Um, and that, unfortunately, is the bottom line in terms of integrating, um, you know, foreigners, migrants into South Africa and helping them to actually contribute to the economy. And it boils down once again, as uh, the other gentleman just said, we reach a situation where there can be some resentment because there is, unfortunately, employers out there who do take advantage. Um, they know that there's not a, a Green ID book. Um, they know that they can employ them cash, casual not put proper contracts in place, not given proper working conditions. Um, so the reality is I think it boils all the way back to the legislation. It needs to be looked at um, and that integration process to ensure that actually people that are given permits are allowed to come here, work in the jobs that they are skilled to do. Otherwise, we're missing out as much as the migrants are missing out.
1: Absolutely. Let me just read the last batch of SMSs. Um, Edmund says... I was washing cars in Zim, now I'm a truck driver forward with courage Dumisani says uh, he wants to know whether uh, Dr. Chichawa whether you spoke French or English when you got here And Charles Duplessis says what an inspirational story I'm in tears here that gives hopes to so many uh, another one says uh, truly inspired very inspirational Sakina he has just changed my attitude towards car guards and another unsigned SMS says as South Africans at times We behave as if we don't immigrate to other people's countries, shamefully. So, Dr. Tichawa, your last bit, your parting shot, and perhaps a word of inspiration as uh, you speak to us.
2: Yeah, just a couple of things. I think there are a couple of questions I did not answer. I can quickly wrap that up. Um, Cameroon is a bilingual country that speaks English and French. Um, Obviously, we do study in English and in French, so I was fairly okay with my English and my French. Just to answer that, mm-hmm. and then um, on the issue of integration, there's just one thing I wanted to, I want to say, and I think that needs to be considered in this country. Yeah, I'm just a, a, a lad, and um, I'm humbled when when um, all this this, this from car to doctor stories being told. Um, it, it's not new to my students. Most of them, they, they know um, that I've always told them where I come from and I've always motivated them. But the one thing that I would like maybe to say about integrating foreigners is, that if you look at our universities in South Africa, all 23 public universities, um, there they are foreign students in there who come from diverse backgrounds. Integration can also take place at that level because most of these students are very, very talented. And uh, the, if, if the National Research Foundation can, can make bursaries available to foreign African students and not only for uh, South African students, it can assist so much in terms of skills development in this country in, um, 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 or, or closing the gap of skills development in this country, I think that can be done at that particular level um, um mm. it's important and yeah. there was also another question my colleague wanted to know how how my colleagues in 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 at Walter Cicillou treat treat me uh, very well I, I work so well with my colleagues I've got a, a wonderful uh, director of school I've got a wonderful head of department and colleagues that I work with I I don't have any complaint and my mm. attitude has always been I do the best I can and I don't look at what other people do
1: we so whether can.
2: you think of
1: yeah Whether you think
2: of me in a positive or negative way, I really don't care. I'm sorry to say. My focus is my students.
1: We we love that. And we're going to leave it there because I think you've achieved what we've set out, and that is to inspire people across the lengths and breadths of South Africa. Thanks for everyone for your participation, the emails, the calls, all the ways you got in touch with us this morning. And, of course, to the production team, thank you very much. Thanks for uh, being with me on my first week here on AM Live, and we'll be back next week.